We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Yug, yug, yug. What's going on, people? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. I apologize, Zan. It's a bit hectic, uh, as per usual, when we record this. Always. It's just uh, it's a a crazy time here at Esports (laughs) and Gaming. How you doing, my man? My eyes are in pain. Uh, Let me just say, I've been looking at more legal documents over the past week than I thought I would in the past year. And that is why I'm glad you're the team leader. You do the legal stuff. Mm -hmm. You do the contracts. The uh, Hopefully, no future lawsuits. But hey, if we ever go under one. None of this is lawsuits. This is all good but these are good we, contracts if good we ever contracts. have one though <laughs> either way we hope you guys all enjoy the esports rewind podcast each and every week we talk about our favorite topics at a bit more length and uh, it's it's super super fun mm. you want to hit him with anything else oh uh, yeah as always guys remember we are still looking for a new content creator we're about to wrap up our recruitment for our graphic designers knock on wood we got some fantastic applicants thank you everybody who submitted something as well do not forget you can find the podcast on itunes and spotify via the prediction esports talk show Network. you don't have to go out of breath when you do that yeah, anyway well, hey got a lot of things to say we hope you guys all enjoy. <laughs> Let's roll with it. And the first old podcast topic this week around is going to be a little naughty Ooh. story. <laughs> Capital N or lowercase I, uh, N? No, but I, I, it depends really mm, what, okay, you, what you okay. think about an organization like Cloud9. They have mm. d- definitely double dipped. You know, we talked about this a bit on the recap, obviously a bit more in depth here. That being Cloud9, now two back-to-back off-seasons for League of Legends and in general as an organization, breaking some rules that other orgs have not done as so frequently as Cloud9 has. In case you guys missed, I think it was actually stemming back to last year, we talked about the LCS competitive ruling, which unfortunately was 
Cloud9 issuing equity and ownership in their League of Legends roster, I believe actually seven players. They did so against the rules, issuing them equity and ownership in Cloud9. Unfortunately, the league did find out. They fined Cloud9 $175,000 and based off restitution also paid to the players, what could have been upwards of breaking $600,000 paid by Cloud9. Yeah, you know what? What comes to mind when I think of both of these situations is that somebody at Cloud9 has fantastic ideas for the team, right? Like giving players some kind of ownership or some kind of higher level involvement just sounds like, hey, that's a great move, a great way to get them more involved, more dedicated to the team, right? And this latest move with signing this very young player sounds like a great PR play, sounds like, hey, this player is really good, so hey, it could be great for the team, but both situations that kind of just made moves that maybe great for C9, maybe just didn't double-check the rule book before moving forward. Yeah, what Zan is referencing is the second part of that, the more recent offense by Cloud9, mm-hmm. also breaking league rules, these being newer-issued rules, as apparently LCS for NA League of Legends will be undergoing some big changes. They had signed a 13-year-old at the time, coming up on being 14 years old, that being General Sniper. Either age is not going to work because they find out two hours after signing him they have to terminate his contract because he is not old enough to be a part of the organization. Even as a streamer, the League of Riot Games might see him as a player and thus he has to be at least 15 years old so we have these back-to-back situations which clearly other organizations are either not doing or they Mm. find out, hey, we cannot do this and have not been caught in the same instances like Cloud9. To your point, referencing back to the ownership, yeah, it it creates a a great situation because in that case of those seven players, I believe part of them, it was actually ownership as incentive Mm. and part of it was actually ownership to take away from their salary, right? So organization gives you a bit of ownership, they pay you less salary, and a few of those players apparently had it as just strictly as incentive. Unfortunately... It's just not a good, it's not, you know, following the rules. Yeah, unfortunately not. But I do think it's worth mentioning that, hey, this is Cloud9 trying to be innovative. Uh, Like you said, a lot of other teams haven't been doing stuff like this. But in large part, I don't think it's because other teams, like, you know, they see the rules and they say, oh, no, we can't. It really feels like Cloud9 is trying to break the mold here and do something a little different. You know, we've heard similar things from other teams, but nothing like yeah committed I, I just think of I, I try and picture what other owners think mm. and I don't think we'll ever have that perspective because yeah. you know that's a, a different shoe point but it's certainly interesting shoe to, point. yeah I'm making up words <laughs> as we go <laughs> but I would want to know what other owners think about this mm-hmm. as cloud nine almost sneakily tries to bend the rules and then you kind of get caught in backhanded sneaky you know per se because they weren't being quiet about any of this none of this was trying I mean to slip it certainly under the radar. was being quiet they, they, they announced it publicly they were like hey guys this is what we're doing I meant more for the contractual stuff, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, kind of sucks for a guy like General Sniper to find out at the sign of uh, the time of signing that hey, mm. this is not going to happen. We will see if Cloud Nine can start abiding by these rules and uh, these rule changes now being implemented. What that means for the future of NALCS also seems very exciting. Okay, Jake. So one of the biggest games out there right now is Valorant for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. It's got the love from Riot Games, got the love from a bunch of top tier organizations. But we recently saw with the release of their most recent patch, a lot of, you know, not so great problems popping up, Uh, especially considering that this patch dropped in the middle of the NA qualifiers for first strike. Mm, This patch. Yeah, yeah. This one was interesting. The patch. (laughs) (laughs) They joined a list of other um, Uh unfortunate uh, developers and game makers out there who have dropped 
updates during events or shortly before. Uh, it's worth mentioning that normally, hey, the patch rolls out mid-event, people complain, and it sucks, but then, you know, the patch stays and they get used to it. Eventually, this patch was so bad that Riot had to go, wait, hold up, we're taking that back, we're fixing it, we're, we'll, we'll yeah, give it back to you guys later. It's pretty bad when even they take to their own Twitter to yeah. call it a technical nightmare, and uh-huh. but at the very least, they did respond promptly uh, yeah. based off, you know, pro complaints and take mm. it back, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> ups and downs. Ups and downs, Weights sure. and balances. Sure, sure, but now we have a official response in the aftermath of the situation where Riot addresses, hey, why did this happen? Why did it happen the way that it did? And what are they thinking for the future? Uh, We now know that Riot realizes, hey, maybe releasing patches every two weeks is kind of problematic Mm -hmm. for an esports title that's like, you know, especially in the middle of COVID where everybody's kind of halfway working from home, not so great. So we now know that Valorant probably releasing less patches in the future (laughs) might move away from that, hopefully less of a problem. And obviously the game still has to undergo yeah. quite a few changes, it is, it is right? New. And yeah. it will be changing fre- more frequently than maybe other games out there because it is mm. still so new. So it's understandable. Yeah, definitely. It's just, you know, when when it's very broken, you have 100 Thieves Steel, you have, I, I think I listed a handful of pro players who mm. are obviously complaining about what they were calling I'd argue the Kim Jong-un A sizable bug. chunk of the pro community was yeah, rather rightfully upset. Yeah, and which is interesting to hear because Riot, in this uh, statement, kind of threw the esports community under the bus. They said that the whole reason that this patch came out at the time that it did was because the esports teams, as well as the development teams, wanted to see the fifth match, uh, the fifth map, rather, Icebox, I believe it's called, they wanted to see that released oh. uh, earlier. And they said, oh, because of that, we had to push this out a little bit earlier. We included more in this patch than we initially wanted to. But hey, it's because everybody wanted it to happen. And I can't imagine, you know, if they told the teams, oh, we can do this, but it's going to release mid-event that many teams would have been like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds, you know. That sounds like a good trade-off. Okay. <laughs> it's a tough, you know, obviously we can't speak from where they're coming from. As a dev team, maybe they're under deadlines or oh, they're I mean, under crunches that they cannot are. control. Yeah, two weeks per patch. And and yeah. that falls to them. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of an unfortunate all-around circumstance. I would say a pretty good response despite the, uh, mm. the wording, yeah, throwing the esports community under the bus for it. Um, luckily, it was handled. There was no mm. no gigantic issues. And by the time first strike matches, I do believe, continued, the, the patch was yeah, taken relatively back. relatively well. Yeah, yeah. They revealed that, hey, they can actually allow tournaments to play under the previous patch. Which Thank just goodness, seems like, which seems like it should be a, a default nowadays. Seems like a super easy change to just make just like hey we're putting out a patch you guys don't have to mess with it that i think we've been talking about this a lot every time the situation comes out like why force the esports teams to play on that patch if you know it's going to release in the in the middle of a major event and hey you you learn you move on hopefully things get better riot games responded promptly and and Mm. in the future if we talk about it again well they've already been warned once and yeah you know fool me once Shame on you. Fool me twice. Uh, I was going to say three strikes, you're out. But, <laughs> but yours works, too. We'll see what the future of Valorant does keep up with. It's still obviously a very exciting eSport. And with it, uh, there are certainly bumps on that road. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes from here. All right, guys, before our next topic, a quick few words about our sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike any other site, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need 
just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it very fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now and use Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. And now that football is back in full swing, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all your great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, Back to the podcast. And next up, Xanifer, I want to talk to you about easily, in mm. my opinion, you motherfrickers out there, in my opinion, the most toxic fan base in all of esports. Okay, who are, who, who are you picking here? I know I got there a are couple, plenty of I got options. a couple candidates in mind here. <laughs> I think I'm going to stem back to a bit more of a longer term. It's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. but especially given recent occurrences, I think T1, formerly SKT T1 oh, Esports, okay. You're honing has in the like most... Yes, okay, I'm talking sure, about sure. a direct esports organization fan base, and I don't really think it's close in my book. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what, see what you guys think about this. I, I would say give recent times, if you're going to talk about newer audiences... 100 Thieves has a lot of haters. Mm. I don't think it's anywhere close to that of T1. Yeah, I think that in the 100 Thieves case, it's a lot more, I hesitate to say reasonable, but there is like a very valid core to that in terms of 100 Thieves' previous focus on like content. Yeah, you have an entertainment organization yeah. coming yeah. in lightly to esports uh, and doing very well uh, when it comes to recognition mm. and sales and merch and maybe not so much as title success. Yeah, That's a different type of hate. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Even then, it really kind of comes subpar to what T1 mm-hmm. has gone Absolutely. through over the past many, many years. I would say coincidentally timed with the rebrand of SKT T1 to T1 Esports as we do know them now. Um, and then over the last recent months, we have seen uh, their benching of Faker for a time. That definitely drew in hate. But mm-hmm. even before that benching, it drew in hate because he was not really reminiscent of the Faker that is notoriously known. Still, obviously, one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you bench a guy like that, you're, you're due flack. And then if you refuse yeah, to bench him, if he's suffering, you're going to get flack as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly there following, they failed to make worlds. So, of course, the death threats reigned in. It was actually T1 and their CEO, Joe Mort. Marsh taking to Twitter to say, we have received these death threats, you know, uh, you know, can we please stop these? It was then shortly thereafter, weeks later, where T1 issues another statement saying, okay, the threats have continued. We're going to be pursuing legal action if they do so continue towards our players and their family and our staff. And now most recently, we actually have a Reddit post, which I can confirm, not, not a rumor, actually did happen. It was a fan out there sending a couple of funeral flower wreaths to the doorstep of T1HQ. Um, They read something like, you know, something about reminiscing about 2012 to 2019, them actually being an esports organization, SKTT1, and now they are T1, some pseudo entertainment agency which is just like can you imagine walking up to your age walking up to esports yeah, talk yeah, right. office <laughs> just i fun. would just be confused I'd be like, what is first of all i I'd, I'd be i'd have the same thought if i was at t1 because first of all who has the time and the energy like, to homie, do this nonsense homie. right like, like they were big down. reads yeah not just one yeah right? the dude wanted to say so much that he had to put 
two Reeves out there. Like, real talk, who is this person? If anyone just did like, it for us, I, yeah. it'd be like, uh, we'd walk up to our door, and it'd be uh, like, uh, eSports talk, 2018 to 2019, Twitch talk, 2020. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, eh, touche. <laughs> no, yeah, I think or we'd, gaming have, talk. we'd have a good laugh. I think it would be nowhere near as serious as I'm sure what T1 is receiving. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we'd have a good laugh about ours. But... I, I think for T1, it, yeah. of course, that follows up death threats, so you're like, okay. Mm. So, I mean, yes, it's a public address, but it's like, yeah. all right, so they have delivered things to our doorstep. Where does this stop? You know, mm. and especially them being funeral wreaths. It's just... Yeah, that is like crossing a certain line, isn't it? Yeah, from just like sending a letter like with some mean like... I just have never... you're not a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a decent sports guy. I'm a big esports guy, as we both are. Right. I've never been to that level of extent, though, where if my team loses, I'm like, order up the flowers, order up the reeds. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I think I've gotten like pretty angry about some decisions made in like other industries, whether that's like literature or film or anything like that. But never to the point where I think the closest I've ever come is getting close to writing something like, oh, I really didn't like this movie yeah. on like a forum or something. Yeah, and a then forum or email or even, maybe a letter. Even that, like writing a paragraph out about how mad I am about, I don't know, the latest Star Wars movie. I was like, this takes too much time. I don't have time for this. Yeah. I don't have the energy for this. Like how, how do people even go through with this whole process of, okay, I'm going to get a Letter. I'm gonna go to the post office. I'm gonna get my st- like my my postal. I'm gonna like, issue a death threat. Because yeah. that'll solve the issue. <laughs> Either yeah, way, right. what's the know, goal here? To keep it short, that uh-huh. is my number one most toxic fan base. I don't mean mm-hmm. offense to them because it's it's not you know the T1 fans that probably watch this content. It's yeah, probably the, not. It's the slim few out there that probably you know sit in the basement and just rewatch SKT mm-hmm. film all day and reminisce. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Hikikomori's out there. <laughs> if you guys have another organization you think receives anywhere close to that level of hate or toxicity, uh, leave a comment down below. I think T1 Esports has the uh, scary. All right, Jake. This is one of the ones that has been probably the most controversial topic in the office. Uh, this is the reveal or the potential reveal slash leak of a battle royale arriving in Halo Infinite. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Me and you went back and forth on this. I, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you, me, and our video producer, Pete. <laughs> yeah, you guys got a little up. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we, we had like a good long conversation about this, about whether or not it was viable, whether it was happening, whether the Battle Royale was the cause of the delay of the game, uh, what it could mean for the game. Let me set the tone really quick. Uh, Taco Bell had a tweet about a, a um, some sort of raffle. Yeah, they were giving stakes. away an Xbox Series X. Halo and their social media account replies mm-hmm. with a GIF of... Of uh, a yeah, bunch of Halo characters Spartans, dropping out yeah. of a, a drop ship mm. and using the word drop, you know, saying, Are you guys, you guys aren't going to miss this drop, right? Uh-huh. And that tweet goes out, and, and then we start a little debate of back and forth. Does this mean a Halo Battle Royale is coming for Halo Infinite? Yeah, I'm of the mind that it doesn't at all mean that because for, for several reasons here. Okay, first of all, Halo characters drop from ships constantly. That's always been a thing in Halo. We literally have a whole fa- faction called the Orbital Drop Shock Troopers. Who their whole thing is that they drop. This is way before Battle Royales were a thing. Almost like the game is perfectly made for a Battle Royale. <laughs> or like maybe like it doesn't need one. But also, also the terminology of drop, yes, it does mean a lot of very specific things for the Battle Royale community, but way before Battle Royales were a thing, drop very specifically means like 
refers to the release of something, the like final like drop of a console, the sweepstakes. And in this context, it very much seems like Halo social media guy just saw Taco Bell shout this out with some Halo footage. And then like any good social media manager would, responded with something very brief with a quick, you know, gift. I would say, it unf- again, I'm probably going to agree with you. I yeah. don't know if the Battle Royale is going to happen, especially mm. upon release. So I think we agree in that sense. I just think it was very, very poorly <laughs> put together by a social media manager, no. unless this is the response they wanted. Um, the fact that he chooses that GIF, because there is plenty of Halo footage out there of not dropping from any ship. You can walk on any, you can walk anywhere. But there's anywhere. also a lot of Halo footage. Of, I know. Like I was said, that the first GIF you saw? That's literally a huge thing in Halo yeah, all but is that the first gift ships. that pops up? I don't know. There's a lot of gifts to choose from in the in the freaking franchise of Halo. And I will say, mm. you know, that uh, my main point for if this was a possibility, even in the future, as to which you don't think, is because mm. 343 themselves have said the only BR they need is the battle rifle. Which was several years ago, which we also yes. discussed. Yeah, And so that kind of so re-sparked as several creators, I believe Courage, Nade Shot, with the rise of Fortnite and especially Warzone in their BR titles and the success they have now brought especially with Warzone, to the main game of Call of Duty, people are thinking, okay, if main game Call of Duty can do so, so well, mm-hmm. and then branch out to a BR in Warzone and do even better, naturally people are like, yeah, Halo can do the same thing. I'm, I'm not convinced, yeah, which... but I will say it did spark a debate of, okay, if Halo really wants to re-enter esports, mm-hmm. can they do it with a multiplayer, a main game, and a battle royale? So that's why I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a far-fetched possibility, but with the social media guy doing it, I'm like, okay, come on. Is it is it possible? That really just feels like a social media faux pas to me. And but I, here's the thing. Yeah, okay, you okay. won't say 100% no. I, I kind of, I would be very, very confident in saying, I put money down on Halo is not going to release a separate Battle Royale client. Ever? I don't, th- I'm not going to say ever. <laughs> I'm not going to say for Halo w Infinite. W for Jake. Halo Infinite? W. No. <laughs> I think the closest we're going to get, because for once again, this is Halo specifically, if anything, they would just say, hey guys, we know you like Battle Royale, so here is, um, Halo has this custom game mode called Forge, where people can make their own, like, really, really highly involved, like, custom games and stuff, right? They would just Fire say, hey. Fight. I want Firefight. Firefight's probably already in Halo. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, checking yeah, PvE stuff, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the devs would just say, "Hey, we know you like battle royale, so here is like a FFA battle royale mode that we, the devs made. That's just inside of Forge. Okay. Have at it, guys. Yeah, you and know? that would not not be near as yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't because Halo. I it's so tough. We I just, don't think with the ongoing struggles, losing now two directors mm, and now mm. a long term one. Chris, I think Lee, three now. Three. Yeah. Well, Chris Lee sent me back from two thousand eight. So mm. um, I like getting back and forth with you. I, I yeah. guess because it's we can just leave it to you guys. Do you think Halo, especially with Infinite, will ever release a battle royale could battle royale save halo i I don't think it can't talk about that i don't think it could (laughs) yeah different time yeah (laughs) and very lastly for the podcast uh, probably one of the uh, biggest talking points out there Mm, spiciest stories of the week in many ways man ironically we talked about uh, envy hastro and g2 Mm. carl kind of going after nate shot 100 thieves and uh well the same week they announced exactly why they can sell a bunch of hoodies a brand new lineup now returning to call of duty and joining call of duty league that being la thieves now i want to open up right away because you're a big uh, kind Mm. of a merch apparel also kind of in that that industry of clothing Mm -hmm. and fashion Mm -hmm. la thieves of course not necessarily rebranding 100 thieves but a brand new logo and such for that call of duty team 
I'm a fan. You don't like it? Okay. He's, I don't. I don't. You're also really, one of the pickiest people yeah, I know. I admit so. that, that's very true. I am aggressively picky about this type of thing. And I will say, hey, the LA Thieves logo has a lot of like really good shouts to classic LA Thieves or not LA Thieves, LA, like, LA yes. like sports teams. LA Dodgers, I believe. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good vibes from that stuff. So I definitely see a lot of the thought process there. I would have just hoped for something a little bit more innovative from a company like 100 Thieves. I would have really loved a good callback to their current logo, maybe some like really some more jagged lines thrown in there or something like that. I don't know. It just feels it, too, it feels too sportsy. And for me, mind. though, you know, I guess mm. not really in the industry. I, I'm yeah. like, that's sick. That's going to sell, which I'm sure I'm right on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, will. It definitely will sell and do bad. well. Yeah. Now, the more important part, can they win? Of course, the mm-hmm. pressure is going to be there because whether or not Nate Shot was joking, I think we can agree he was not joking about a financial situation for 100 mm-hmm. Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this certainly will be a big risk and a big investment for the future of the brand. And with that, LA Thieves, can they actually win titles for the overall organization, which has really struggled in doing so? Yeah, I think this is this roster is really going to be the linchpin here. This will be because I think if this roster does not succeed, then how is a hundred thieves ever going to come back from this kind of hate? Because it's been so long of you know failure after failure. I mean, you know, successes in other ways, absolutely. But and they will come back mm-hmm. um, if this roster does well enough, which with the boys they have, they mm-hmm. should. Um, you know, if they do need to come back, though, it's going to continue to cost them a lot of money, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to hope this roster works out. Otherwise, you're looking to get other players, you know, likely pay a lot more fees in doing so. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree, though, because you leave CSGO, you enter Call of Duty, you don't get any wins in CSGO. You got god dang close, but you didn't get there. Mm-hmm. And those CS fans, they are dying hard and you leave that roster hanging which is what it feels like i know it's not we don't know the behind the scenes not quite yeah but that's how you left that esport without winning and those cs fans are are not going to keep with the organization you Mm. know Uh, or at least a lot of them uh will not be and so you have what two titles in call of duty previously one title in Fortnite. i do believe um they do have successful Fortnite rosters and players and uh a past in call of duty but that's all you're looking at so i think the pressure is really going to be there for the future of 100 thieves yeah as it will always be yeah. Uh, secondly, as well, an announcement in their video looking for COD Mobile as well as a Warzone like roster. That is that's huge. That's so smart in Absolutely. my opinion, and I, I'm super excited to see who they because the list obviously for Warzone Mobile is mm-hmm. not really our market. I'm yeah. sure it'll do well viewership wise um, if we can start covering that. But Warzone. That's exciting. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very interesting move, especially considering, like, you know, Warzone has been huge, but doesn't necessarily have, like, a dedicated esports scene mm-hmm. in the same way other titles do. So we'll see how that materializes over the next year or so. I'm sure 100 Thieves may have heard something that may have, like, you know, given them a hint that, hey, maybe Warzone is a good market to be in yeah. going into 2021. And I, I think the hints, sorry to cut you off. If you no, like, no, you're good. You're I good. think the hints were there with leading up to all the events we saw, mm-hmm. the prize pools alone. We saw... They're ballooning. There were Warzone streamers who obviously has kind of a side job along with their stream we're making mm. some good money huskers breaking 100k earnings um, this is like an off-season job for a lot of call of duty pros but mm. it's it's a main season job for a lot of streamers out there uh, 100 thieves seen all of these creator events m fam huskers uh, we also had vic star some gigantic prize pools mm. do they maybe see this as a future of Fortnite? I think certainly so, with the content creation possible. on the side. Yeah, especially because I think in a lot of ways, Warzone is the more stable version of Call of Duty. Every single year we get a new Call of Duty, new engine, new guns, entirely new system. You don't know how your roster is going to adapt to that. Theoretically, Warzone is staying largely the same. I think they're they're definitely bringing in new weapons and stuff, of course, but I don't think they're changing the engine in the same way they do with every new Call of Duty game. So if you get a good Warzone roster, that roster is going to be consistent, stable, 
people and performing at the same level for like, you know, yeah. extended period of time. I mean, think about it. If you nail a really, really good Warzone mm-hmm. player, you can have that guy. Let's let's think well, Fortnite's been really... <clears throat> I know Fortnite gets a lot of hate, but yeah, you, you pick yeah. up a really solid Fortnite guy and blow up with him. Mm-hmm. If if Warzone can have that kind of virability, right, I don't think Warzone is Fortnite. Fortnite. It definitely isn't. Fortnite at its peak in height, we will. It, it'll be a time before we see a game with that. Fortnite's definitely more family friendly, more community friendly, yes. more advertiser friendly than Call yes. of Duty ever will be. But if you can have a longevity play, if you can have pick up mm-hmm. a streamer that can actually stream and compete very well for a long period of time, and that brings us to the list of people that are available. Which mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind I don't want to name names because if I if I leave out a bunch, but I'll name a few. Obviously, yeah. Vic Star, Symphony. Mm. I think COD Pros as well, like Rated. Uh, maybe Tommy. There's a lot of names out there that have a lot of potential. But for me, Vic Star and Symphony obviously are the top names for what Hundred Thieves could be doing for their Warzone angle of big content, big views. Yeah, mm, perhaps not Symphony, considering you know relationships with pre- that's members gonna of the team. Be, that's gonna, yeah. That's between you and me. I mm-hmm. guess you guys is a bit of a lengthier podcast. That is going to be a future talking point mm-hmm. because everyone thinks Symphony will be joining that, and it makes you think right away of maybe a TSM Lena and Doublelift. Very very different situation, Absolutely. mind you, because Lena is a C uh, a C class employee, and and Doublelift's obviously a player for the organization. Mm-hmm. But we I don't know if we've ever seen interrelations both on the same content team for the same organization. That's not us hating. We just No, yeah, absolutely not. Just acknowledging the I potential. I just don't know what that, like, yeah. I, I don't know what's the comparison for real life sports. Is that even a thing? I, I love Brooke. I can't think of one. I love Simph. Yeah. Does that create any issues? Is that potentially why that, that signing has not happened? Um, obviously, Symphony is going to have his offers, but that's mm. going to be a very, very keen talking point. I don't know if you've thought about that. That that was my first thought upon seeing his name come into the uh, you know potential rotation <clears throat> for you know joining Warzone. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, who knows? All I'm thinking going forward is, hey, this is a great move for Hundred Thieves. Uh, when are they picking up some FGC boys? Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, and again, obviously, I, I I really do enjoy those two. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about that. We just never seen it. So I don't mean yeah. any offense yeah. to those oh, two. Absolutely not. This is just, you know, general just, talking point. We like, just to, us. we like to think. Yeah, so. we, we, we theory craft. Yeah. That's what so we do we'll see what 100 Thieves is doing. Obviously with the LA Thieves, they continue to make some big moves. They continue to be talked about and recognized. And we will see what their next moves are. As per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Definitely one of my favorite ones we have had uh, in, in some time. And mm. we hope you guys all enjoy. You want to hit him with that classic outro about some updates? Huh? Uh, yeah. Hey, you know. bo- really quick. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay. P.O. Box. If you guys want to say anything, I, I love you guys. Uh, P.O. Box has been so fun to unbox stuff. Uh, yeah, that was a really good video. Letters. Actually, yeah. Not anyway, next time. Anyway. Jake will not be sniffing any more letters. Uh, just <laughs> I was warned. FYI. After I did it. Okay, anyway, hit it with the outro. Okay, yeah. And by the way, you didn't tell people where they could find the P.O. Box info. You can find exactly where to send us packages. It's in the description. It, it's not in Sometimes every single video. Okay, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's in our About section. In the About section, section on the of channel. the channel itself. Not or every on single my video. Twitter. Pin yeah. tweet. On the, on the Twitter, on the website, in the contact section. Yeah, by all means, reach out to the P.O. Box. Aside Aside from that, though, as always, if you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere on the go, you can find us via the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P R E E 
D-I-C-T-I-O-N, right there alongside a bunch of other fantastic esports and gaming podcasts. So by all means, go check it out. Download an episode. It does help support the team. Uh, shout out to all of our audio l- listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, if you want some daily esports news content, you can find us on YouTube at Esports Talk. If you want to ever reach out, send us a message, a story, just a kind word, a shout, anything at all. You can find us on Twitter. The DMs are always open at talk underscore esports on Instagram as well, esports underscore talk. Uh, you can also check out the website, esportstalk.com, where we share a lot of stories we don't get to cover on the channel. Uh, so by all means, swing through there. Uh, you know, Jake and I really appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, by all means, Jake, do you have anything you'd like to leave the good people with? We appreciate y'all watching, all of you listening. We'll see you back here next week at the same time. Okay, enjoy yourselves, gamers. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.